Hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 256. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest is Mr. Clay Jones, who is the founder of Flutter dating app. And it's fun to say this uh, app is a cool little dating app with a twist because just from their experience or what I've had the conversation with Clay is that they're a fun, fast paced dating app that only works at certain times with expiring activity. And this way with the dating experience, it's more moving the relationship forward. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. It's going to take us now down to all the business end. You can hear every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at our website, FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So find us all at our uh, social media handles, Finding Arizona Podcast. And last but not least, if you could go and check out Patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast. And if you like what you see, you can sign up for one of our tiers and that'll help support us here. And it goes right back into the podcast getting new equipment, sending us places elsewhere other than the Valley and uh, so on and so forth forth but it will also in return you will get a bonus content like our bonus podcast called fine examinations we ask everybody who comes through our doors 50 questions it's really fun it's kind of like a way to you know uh just get a palate cleanser and get them out the door feeling good. And it's a fun time for us to get to know them even on a personal level. So go check that out. It's fun bonus content for you guys. And there's also other things for you available there as well. Uh, That ends our little business side. So let's go back into the community. And my favorite part of the intro is the community cork board. So if you guys have events coming out or have something that you want to promote, you can go send us a line over at finding Arizona podcast at Gmail and we will set you up with a little shout out like the following. I only have one for you this week, but it's a very important one. So all the month of September, um, Local First Arizona is actually putting out a fun little game. It's called Indie Week. And for those of you who don't know what Indie Week is, it's just helping out local community um, businesses. And what they do is they set you up with like a little bingo board and you have to fill out uh, five categories. And that's, you know, different things like helping out by promoting the local businesses or shopping at the local businesses, but you can go check it out by going to localfirst.com slash Indie Week. And every week, if you do fill out uh, five things from your bingo card and you actually uh, send in, uh, it is actually worth certain prizes. So week one, they're doing $50 gift card. Week two, they're doing $70 $75 gift card and then week three and four and so on and so forth. Um, so this whole month is just helping out really local businesses around us that are also part of local first Arizona. And we love helping those guys out. It includes people like Zia records, bookman's, uh, the other, uh, cartel coffee, you know, very uh, various people of all throughout, not only the Valley, but Arizona itself. So we have to help them just as much as we love having and talking with them on one of our previous episodes so go check that out as well uh, that ends our community cork board i want to thank you clay jones for coming aboard and this is episode number 256 i will see you on the next one
Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I am your host, Jose. As always, we bring in someone very special. And today is no different. This episode is brought to you by the wonderful people over at uh, Zoom. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you the CEO of Flutter app. I want to say if that's right. And uh, his name is Clay Jones. Welcome, Clay. Hello. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for having me, Jose. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Um, so I'll ask you the kind of typical question that we start off with everybody. And that's kind of what have you been going through? Like, how safe are you? How you been? How's the family? How's everything going? Yeah, pre- appreciate you asking. Um, you know, it's it's going well. I'm, I'm here in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely been on on lockdown for the for the last six, six to eight months. Um, we're kind of now going through this uh, crazy fire phase right now where um, yeah. basically everything's looking at post-apocalyptic outside, but, um, I'm safe. I'm doing well. And, good. um, yeah, just, just glad to have my help. That's good. That's good. And, um, I usually just wanted to ask that just because it's kind of like the thing on front of everybody's list of like topic questions to ask. And, and I know it can be hard for some people and we just kind of want to keep it even just kind of like, tell us how you've been. That's all. Um, so thank you. I appreciate that. And then on top of which we will ask you the routine normal question is, can you guys kind of give us your origin story and how you came to be? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a, that's a deep question. Um, <laughs> so I can, you know, I can kind of talk a little bit about my past and then I can go into kind of what I'm working on. Is that, that, that sounds yeah. pretty good. Or, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I'm actually a, I, I studied computer science at Stanford. I'm an engineer at heart. Um, I ended up dropping out of school. I was one of those kind of classic Silicon Valley dropout stories um, oh, okay. to start my first company back when I was 19, uh, it was a social polling app. We, uh, did about a hundred thousand users. Uh, it was, it was a cool experience. Yeah. I ended up going back to school to, to finish my degree. Actually funny story going back to that. Uh, if, if anyone's ever seen this show, Silicon Valley, yeah. um, the writers actually came to our house cause we were living in this small little house where we had our kitchen table that we had all the monitors on. Yeah. And it was when they were filming season two, they actually interviewed us. That's awesome. Um, just to get our perspectives on what it was like to kind of be a Silicon Valley startup. Um, Stanford guys, yeah, like the whole thing. Yeah, just the the, the most most classic um, kind of startup, college yes. startup situation. That's awesome, um, though. That's kind of a cool experience to have. It, it was. It was. It was cool. Um, you know, it, it definitely is made more glamorous. Uh, than, than it actually is, but <laughs> yeah. um, decided to go back to school. I'm, I'm a volleyball player, played volleyball at Stanford. Oh, so I nice. finished, finished that. Uh, and then I uh, started engineering kind of in the normal world, um, worked for a bigger company mm-hmm. and decided to start a dating app. Um, just <laughs> there's kind of a, a, a history behind it that I can get into, but okay. um, I've been working on that for about a year and a half now. Nice. And so I uh, left yeah. my company about a left, left my last company about a year ago and, and have kind of been grinding away at, at this, at this new project, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. So there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, I just know that there's such a story, like, I mean, the one that you just threw out in the front there was just genuinely a wow story right there. Like to have an interview like that is just incredible. But on top of that, I mean, you, you just said it off the, off, you know, for me, it kind of really dawned on me, like, 
he's an engineer. He's the guy like, you know, who's analytical and all of these things. It's like this dating app comes out of nowhere, out of the blue, so to speak. But I know that there's an analytical part that probably really got you motivated and really got your brain going. So I want to ask you that portion of it is, was there an element of, you know, your engineering side coming out? Yeah. Yeah. I can kind of just give you the backstory behind like where the idea for Flutter came sure. about. Um, so I was actually, you know, in a relationship throughout college, mm-hmm. we dated from the first day of, of school basically until graduation. And then I moved to San Francisco, um, single and yeah. it was the first time I'd been single since high school. And so there was this, it was this whole new world of dating that I had basically no experience in. And of course I turned to all my friends and I go, okay, how do I even navigate this new world of, of dating in my twenties, um, in a big city, uh, you know, post-college. Yeah. And of course the, the first reaction was, or the first answer was, uh, you have to download the dating apps and you have to, um, basically create an account and start swiping and matching with people. And that's how you're going to meet new people. And so of Mm -hmm. course, that's what I did. I downloaded the bumbles and the hinges and the tinders and, um, started matching with these different people. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a cool experience. I say in the beginning, it was really exciting. You know, you get to just like see all of these different people around you and it's almost like overwhelming in a way. Yeah. Um, but you know, I started having these conversations with these different women and, um, you know, there was this kind of like overall sense of disinterest, Hmm. um, where I would send a message to someone and I, I wouldn't get a response for, you know, two, three days, sometimes even a a week. And of course, in my previous relationship, I always interpreted that as something's wrong, right? She's mad at me for something and I don't know why she's not responding. Um, but on these, so on these dating apps, I was like, okay, is there, is there something wrong with what I'm saying? Is is my opening line wrong? Like, I, I don't understand what's happening. Uh, and I ended up never actually going on a date with any of these dating app, um, matches, Mm-hmm. And so, uh, fast forward, actually, I'm on Instagram and I see this, uh, this girl that I'm, that, you know, that I, that I'm mutual friends with had actually never met her. She says she's moving to San Francisco cool. and I, I send her a DM and I respond to her story and I say, Hey, no way you're moving to San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. The classic sliding into the DMs yeah. story. Um, she responds and of course, uh, you know, we exchange phone numbers and I take her out to, to dinner. And now we've been dating for, you know, two years now. And so there was kind of this moment where my entrepreneurial, like engineer mind starts churning and I start thinking, okay, like I met this person online and I I found this person I I care about that I've met online. So online Mm -hmm. dating is something that's feasible, right? Now, why are these apps that were like designed to help me find someone not really doing it for me? What, what, what was the disconnect? And so I started doing a bunch of research online and looking at all the statistics of dating apps. And there was this one that really stuck out to me mm-hmm. and it was, it was released by hinge. Um, and they basically said that 76% of the matches that go on a first date exchange phone numbers within the first 24 hours. Interesting. And I thought that was extremely fascinating because none of my yeah. conversations had even gotten past like two or three messages huh. by 24 yeah. hours. And so then I started reading all the forums online and all these people are saying, you know, I'm, I'm looking up ghosting on dating apps, unresponsiveness on dating apps. Um, you know, I can't get on date on dating apps, help me out kind of thing. <laughs> and all these, you know, dating app gurus, as we'll call them, 
uh, have these top answers that were all along the lines of you got to get their number as quickly as possible. You got to get off the app. You have to exchange information and, and move past the app as quickly as possible because uh, the the match is going to die on the app if, if it stays there. Yeah. And so that was kind of what sparked the you know idea for Flutter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, can we create an environment where people are responsive, where they are, mm-hmm. you know, for almost forced to really exchange information within a 24 hour period yeah, or else that match is gone forever. And so, um, yeah, yeah I, I was, I was just going to interject there and just kind of uh, pause for a moment, just because there was the, I mean, just kind of breaking it down. And I, I was really proud or excited to hear you kind of say it because you are the CEO of the company. Like it's incredible to hear how you, kind of take these components and methods and you know you use them at their at their best efforts for introducing an environment of like communication and uh kind of allowing this necessary time limit for um letting people know it's like it's it's either going to happen or it's not going to happen so I, i was very interested in that component because you know explaining it to someone is kind of hard because you're like you i mean rip the band-aid off like you said it's just one of those things it's like it's it's almost naturally forced into those situations of communication right you know and i think texting communication has has been really great for the world in, in the instance that you can mm-hmm. just keep in contact with so many different people yeah. um and and it's really a powerful um platform that being able to text people now i, I think that there's also some uh, issues that we've all run into when we're texting people uh where there's just kind of a uh a lot of miscommunication that happens, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, you, you might not be able to really understand someone's, um, you know, the emotion behind what someone's saying. If someone's not responding to you for, you know, extended period of time, that's kind of up for interpretation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether they're mad at you, kind of like what I was referring to before. And so, you know, especially when you're dating, it, it's difficult when you're dating someone over text and you've never actually met that person yeah. uh, in person. Uh, because of course, you know, let's say that I, I message someone and she doesn't respond to me for two days. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take what's called dispositional bias and I'm going to say, Hey, Hey, look, she's, she's not messaging me back because she's not interested in me. But on the flip side of that, if I don't message her back for two days, I use what's called situational bias. And I say, look, the reason I'm not responding for two days is because, you know, I have a nine to five job. I have, I have 10 other matches I got to talk to. I don't want to be on this dating app all the time. And there's just all these situational factors that are yeah. causing me not to respond to this. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's that like miscommunication that kind of creates this um, lack of confidence in the relationship. Because mm-hmm. of course, when she, you know, responds two days later, I can't respond within one or two minutes of her. I yeah. got to wait you know, at least a few hours or else I'm going to come off desperate. And then you just create this like endless feedback loop of these just long drawn out, like playing hard to get type conversations that just make it so difficult to date online. Right. Yeah. And you're, you're cutting the ties of that. And can you kind of break down what, what exclusive component that you guys have introduced in your own app? Like, can you give us a little sneak peek or a little feature that you guys do and uh, to change up that method or to allow you guys to make a stand out from the group? 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I should probably explain kind of how Flutter yeah. works. We, um, we, we, you and I know the features because we, you know, yeah. I do research and you're the owner. I just want to now let's break it down to everyone listening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I, I live and breathe this. So sometimes it's <laughs> it's hard to forget that everyone doesn't know how my app works. Yeah. Um, but but basically, um, how it works is Flutter only opens certain days of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not your traditional dating app that's open yeah. 24 seven. Uh, so typically we, our, our core day is on Sunday. So it's okay. Sunday at 10 AM. We actually open the app to everyone and, mm-hmm. um, everyone can kind of view all the other profiles that are, um, online that day. Mm-hmm. And the caveat is when you're viewing profiles, you actually don't know who you're matching with at that point in time. And you okay. don't know who's like, who, who's liked you, who's liked you back, who you've matched with and okay. whatnot. You, you don't actually find that out until 6 p.m. So at 6 p.m., hmm. we announce all of the matches. And what this does is it brings everyone back onto the app at that specific time at 6 p.m. to start that conversation piece. Yeah. And then the other caveat is at midnight. So from 6 p.m. to midnight, you can uh, converse with your matches. But at midnight, everything wipes away forever. And that mm-hmm. match is then completely disappeared. So it really encourages the couple to say, look, if you're interested in this relationship or if you're interested in this match, you got to be responsive right now. And you actually have to kind of take the steps to exchange information and get off the app. Otherwise, yeah. uh, otherwise it's not going to work out. Yeah. And the you know what the other component that I kind of, I'm also interested in your uh, feedback on is, you know, most dating apps essentially won't say that their purpose is for you to delete it at the end is to be in a healthy relationship and to delete the app in the end. Whereas yours more is it's flat out, like in front of you, like it's everything is kind of enticing you to use the app, delete the app. Right. And yeah, I was, you know, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. What I was just going to say to that is I, I think you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. Um, we're kind of in this like time period where dating online is, is less stigmatized than it was 10 years ago, right? When you were online dating 10 years ago, it was actually looked down upon. Um, people saw it as kind of a last ditch effort. Um, people were embarrassed to talk about the fact that they had maybe met someone online. And, and I'll admit, even when I was first coming out to talk about the fact that I had met my girlfriend on Instagram, I was, I was nervous to talk about it. I felt a little bit embarrassed to talk about the fact that I met my significant other online. Um, but then I came to realize that that's becoming very normalized. And, and I think technology is a really great way to get to actually meet someone that you care about, someone that you're actually interested in. Now, the dating apps before, like, you know, the Tinders of the world, they weren't really designed to get you off the app. Tinder was designed to just show you a bunch of people around you uh, that you can kind of swipe through very quickly. It wasn't really intended to, you know, make you have a conversation with that person. And, you know, I think most people don't realize is that's where kind of the transition from apps like Tinder, which was just here, I want to show you everyone around you. And, and it's just kind of the social media, app, then transition into um, like the coffee meets bagels and the leagues and the farmers only and the J date where they're like, okay, there's, we want to create these communities of people that are similar so that, that we actually can create real authentic matches that are, that are realistically interested in one another. Mm-hmm. And then it, then it kind of progressed into what's called the, the uh, conversational apps. 
apps that said, just because you match doesn't mean you're going to have a conversation. It's really important to really have mm. those conversations. And the reason that some of these conversations aren't starting is because uh, women aren't responding to men when they send the first message. And, and statistically, if the woman sends the first message, it's actually more than likely or more likely that, that that match is going to have a successful conversation. And so Bumble came along and they said, let's, let's um, you know, really push forward for make the first move. Um, you know, let women take that, that opportunity to, to take that first message. And we're really able to start getting those conversations flowing. And so as you can see, like the trajectory of dating apps over time um, is really to push people to start dating and start getting into relationships. And, and now we're kind of in this new app, Hinge is probably one of the most popular ones up yeah. and coming right now, which is designed to be deleted. And it's basically telling people, hey, look, we're we're invested in, in creating a real relationship for you, right? We yeah. want you to get off the app. And so yeah. I think that's really what we're focusing on is like, let's get these users to a point where they're, they're, they're going to be most likely uh, successful, right? And so um, that, that, that is really kind of that ultimate goal of Flutter. Mm -hmm. There was an alternative way of thinking about it too. I don't know if it was either on your website or in one of the articles that I read that was kind of the uh, focus was actually setting aside time for your online dating. You know, basically because you guys open up at a particular time, you're kind of specifying this moment in space for you to really focus who you're matching with and really just like you said, uh, take the first leaps. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, nowadays we're very busy. Um, and if you're, if you're an online dater, if you're a dating app user, you know how tiring and cumbersome dating app usage can be. Uh, you have a lot of different people to talk to and you're, you're basically 24 seven dating. Um, and, and that can get a little bit overwhelming. I've, I've gotten, you know, I've heard feedback of, of other dating apps where it starts to feel like a job. I've heard of people having spreadsheets to keep track of the different dating app dates that they have and the schedules wow. that they're putting together. And it's, 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 it's turned into kind of this cumbersome part-time job and it's, yeah. it's kind of loose. It's sense of being romantic and in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, and we want to kind of bring that back to dating a little bit, right? We don't, we don't want you to feel like it's a job that you have to like respond to all these emails and reach inbox zero kind of thing with your dating app. You know, we want you to feel like, Hey, you're coming on Sunday and you're here to have like a romantic, you know, real time connection with someone mm -hmm. uh, and actually enjoy your experience. And then, you know, at the end of Sunday, you don't have to think about it. Like it's, it's, it's on to, it's on to the next, right? If, if, yeah. There's um, a level of yeah. intimacy there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And we're just, we're just trying to facilitate that for people. Yeah. Um, I want to get your history on where, you know, where was that moment for you? Cause I always ask this, like, where was the aha moment of this actually coming to life or for you? What, like, what, like, I guess for you, where was that aha moment of like, okay, an app like this is unique and identifiable to people? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, I would say, you know, it was, it was definitely when I was doing a lot of research, um, you know, before I had kind of built the MVP of Flutter um, and I was looking through this, this data uh, of people saying, you know, when I was talking before about those dating app gurus and I was talking about kind of those hinge statistics, um, just really understanding that like, hey, uh, there is, there's a reason that these relationships aren't working uh, and most of them aren't really getting to that phone number exchange quick enough. Right? There's something that's really, really breaking down here. Yeah. Um, and then there was another really interesting statistic that I read uh, that basically said that 
a dating app user is only on the app a couple hours across the month on average. Hmm. And so the likelihood that you and your match are on the app at the same time is really, really low. And so it creates none. Yeah. Yeah. It creates what's called this asynchronous communications, almost like email esque communication. Oh, okay. And so, you know, the aha moment was kind of around this idea of, you know, if we can create synchronous conversation versus asynchronous conversation, maybe we can start to fix some of these issues. Maybe we can get people to exchange phone numbers. Maybe we can get people to have responsive conversations. Maybe we can eliminate those situational dispositional biases that people have when they're texting, right? Yeah. And we can give them confidence in the relationship because it's a back and forth, you know, real-time conversation where they feel like the other person's interested. Uh, maybe we can get you know, an increased number of, of conversions through, through our app. Maybe we can get more people on dates. And so we built our MVP and I ran it probably with about like less than a hundred of like friends of friends that I just like pulled in all these different people from across San Francisco that I knew and called um, in a lot of favors, called in a lot of favors, basically asking all my friends to, to gather up all their single friends and, and just got a group together uh, to, to try it out. And we did it on, on a Sunday and, yeah. um, and it was, it worked really well. I mean, people had great conversations and there was just so many um, phone number exchanges and people were, you know, very responsive. And we just got a lot of feedback from that first event. People basically saying like, wow, you know, this is very refreshing. It feels good to actually talk to someone yeah. as, as opposed to kind of talking to this black box that might not <laughs> respond for, yeah. for a couple of days. Um, it, it just like brought a little bit more uh, romantic feeling kind of back to that, that online dating. So um, I would say that MVP and that, that data research was uh, the combination of those two was that, that aha moment for me. Okay, good. I like that. That was very concise. And like, I, re- I really do appreciate that. And I think uh, I want to steer a little bit more personal to kind of the timeline of when you were making this, where, where were you in your relationship? You know, where were you status wise while you were making this app? Because those two kind of feel like they, they coalesce or at least speak somewhat of, you know, you personally. Yeah. You know, so I would say we, let's see. So my girlfriend and I, we had met probably five months prior to me starting working on Flutter. Okay. Um, and, you know, for the first couple months that we were dating, it was a very new relationship. Uh, and then we went on a vacation together. Uh, yeah. And I think that during that vacation, um, you know, we spent like a week and it was just the two of us. And uh, th- that was like definitely a pivotal point within the relationship where I thought, you know, wow, this, this is something that's very serious. And, um, and, you know, I, I definitely deeply care for this person and, uh, you know, really kind of looking back on that, uh, I started thinking about like, you know, how we met and, and we, we always talked about how we met and we always brought up those conversations of how we met. And so, um, you know, after kind of repeatedly talking about it and realizing like, Hey, I'm actually more comfortable talking about, um, the idea of, of meeting my girlfriend online, uh, mm-hmm. it, it started sparking curiosity. Um, and that's when I really started digging in and doing some research on, on, you know, why my online dating experience was, was different than so many others and, and kind of like what really creates these online dating experiences. Um, so it was, you know, before, before we were dating for uh, a year, um, is when I really started kind of digging in and working on this. Um, and yeah, <laughs> so it's, I was it's, just it's definitely been a wild ride. 
has she kind of expressed any emotions or like any thoughts towards the app or like how she like, cause I imagine that there's a level of like, you know, I mean, you're, I, I can't imagine what she's thinking, but it's like, there's, there's also this weird kind of sense of like, you're creating love for people. Like there's this level of like weird, you know, introspective kind of bigger picture, sort of like, if you really thought about it on an emotional scale, like you are trying to be Cupid or you are trying to create love uh, through mathematics for people. Right. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> it's interesting. And, and I, what I will say is uh, when I was doing a lot of product research, market research, I had to download all these different dating apps. And so that was an interesting conversation of uh, talking to my girlfriend, basically convincing her to let me download these dating apps to kind of try these user experiences. Um, and, and she was, you know, obviously very supportive of it and, and totally fine with it. But it was it was interesting, interesting road to kind of go down. Um, but yeah, it's it is, it is kind of a weird, uh, you know, experience actually matchmaking people have had, um, you know, users of ours that are in serious relationships now because of flutter. And, and to think that every, every weekend we're making hundreds and and thousands of, of, uh, connections for people is, is pretty cool Um, because, you know, some of those can be, some of those could turn into marriages. Some of those can turn into relationships, uh, you know, it, it, we're, we're kind of changing the, the trajectory of someone's life every weekend. And yeah. that's, it's, a, it's a really, really cool, uh, it's a really cool feeling. I mean, we, we, we just see numbers from our side. We see how many people match and how many people exchange information, yeah. whatever. But when you actually boil down to those individual metrics, it's, uh, it's, it's someone's life. Uh, it's someone's romantic life. And that's, mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's pretty impactful. So it definitely feels good to be working on something like this. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's one part, like you have to, you, you as the owner have to be kind of critical and, and thinking in the day-to-day process. But I imagine as someone who probably has nothing to do with your business, I mean, looking at it from the outside of me, you're creating love and you're creating these emotional moments through these people. And so I was just kind of like, that's a moment for you to just pause and kind of really take back of what you've created there for, for yourself. Um, I'm just, I, you know, I'm so curious about how these things launch and how these things process, like what is your day to day look like for, you know, as, as like, uh, your, what you go through and, you know, you said that you look at numbers and things like that. What does that kind of break down into for you as a, as a day to day sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a really, really great question. And, you know, I think everyone has this idea of like entrepreneurship where you like create this product that's perfect and then everyone loves it and they just kind of use it and everyone adopts it because it's just such a great idea. Um, but it's really not how it works at all. Uh, usually your product is so different, uh, from where it started. And so, um, you know, it, I would say, you never really know what the future is going to look like. You never know how your users are going to react to different features. And so it's just this constant um, analysis of how things are working and how things are, are improving, how things are potentially getting worse. Mm. Um, And, you know, we turn a lot to numbers. You know, I'm definitely a huge uh, computer numbers math Mm. nerd. And so everything that we do is, is kind of around, you know, efficiencies and optimizing and, and creating kind of the best um, throughput, if you will, which basically just means um, the highest optimized conversions. Mm. Um, so yeah, you know, my, my day-to-day, 
I do a lot of engineering at Flutter. I'm, I'm an engineering by trade. And so that's kind of the role that I've, that I've, um, you know, got myself into. Um, yeah. But right before this call, I was, you know, I'm basically kind of like looking through um, data and trying to understand like what is, you know, the driving factor of, of a user that's joining and getting them to, um, you know, have that first conversation or send that first message sure. is, is that, that's kind of like an uh, example of a prod, a project that I might be looking into to see, okay, now that I understand how these users are, are um, using the app, how can I, how can we further improve this experience? How can we further increase yeah. those, those numbers and whatnot? So it's, it's, it's a lot of data analysis and, um, and product iterations. Awesome. I mean, that takes a lot of brain power. It takes a lot of effort and it's, it's just kind of critical to your everyday. So like you said, you're always optimizing those uh, processes. Um, the other aspect, because you are using so much brain power, we like to get a little bit more personal. It's like, are there any methods or routines that you do to keep yourself, you know, sane and keep yourself, you know, in, in workable position so that you can do your job routinely? That's a, that's a really good question. I'm, I'm glad you asked actually. Um, you know, what I, I used to get up in the morning and I would go to the gym and, and I would kind of start my day, um, you know, making breakfast, kind of do all my, um, you know, my, my, my full routine, um, you know, before I really got into work and then I would commute to the office yeah. and then that, that, that commuting was kind of what um, divided up my day and from like personal to work. And then when I left the office, it, it you know, I went back to personal yeah. uh, and then now we're in this whole new world where everyone's working from home. And it's so a mismatch. I, I, you could just wake up and go work on your computer. And it's like, you, you know, everything from personal work is just kind of all blending together. Yeah. Uh, and in the beginning I'd say I was not good at kind of establishing my routine again and getting back into that. I thought I had no idea this was going to be something that was, you know, lasting eight months, nine months down the road. And so, uh, you know, at that time I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, uh, get out of my routine for a little bit and I'll get back onto it once this whole, um, you know, pandemic thing is, is over with. Yeah. And, you know, once it really started to sink in that, Hey, we're going to be in this situation for a very long time. Uh, you know, I, I kind of had to kick into action of like, Hey, I, I need to, you know, really find a way to distinguish, distinguish my, personal life from my work life. Mm. Um, you know, I'd say my, my routine right now is I, I get up in the morning. First thing I do is make my bed every day. Um, that's like probably one of the most important things. I feel really anxious. Very important I don't routine. make my bed. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. You know, and I think there's, there's a lot of good science around like creating habits. If you've ever read the, the power of habits, mm. uh, a really awesome book, yeah. but just basically kind of tying these habits, um, you know, two things that you do very regularly, right? So mm -hmm. make my bed and then I'll go um, brush my teeth. And that brushing my teeth then triggers me to go uh, put my workout clothes on. I'll go for a run. I typically actually run to the beach um, and will actually sit on the beach with my headphones in and I meditate. Nice. Um, and I med meditate for about 10 to 15 minutes. And, and then I will typically run back uh, yeah. and then make my breakfast and, and kind of get my day started once I've showered up and Beautiful. gotten into real work clothes. I used to just wear kind of pajamas or, or sweatpants every day. And uh, <laughs> now I'm trying to like get into the habit of, you know, dressing up a little bit more and feeling yeah. like I'm actually going to work and showering before, before work that day. And, you know, making myself feel like I'm actually going somewhere. Uh, and that really helps me feel like I'm in the work mindset. 
Beautiful. Uh, and then, yeah, you know, and then once, once that day ends, once my last meeting finishes and I've decided like, Hey, this is, you know, I, I'm done for today. I turn off the notifications on all of my devices. I shut my computer. And once I start cooking dinner or I order dinner, whatever I'm doing that evening, that's kind yeah. of the signal of, Hey, today's work is done and I'm not going to continue to do so. Um, and another important, uh, component that I, that I missed is, um, is actually not working in spaces that I, um, that I relax in, I think okay. is, I yeah. found very important. So not working in a place like my bed or not work. I'm sitting on my couch right now, but typically I don't work on my couch. Um, <laughs> you know, because I, I like to keep those places, uh, places where I can feel relaxed. And if I, if I work in those places, typically I'm going to associate, um, stress or, or anxiety or whatever kind of emotions come along with, uh, intense work with that place. And so uh, yeah. I'm trying to kind of keep my, you know, even though my apartment's not very big, I, I try to keep my, uh, my areas of the apartment separated. Um, and, and I think that that's definitely helped with, with sanity a little bit. But I mean, I'm the same way. I have this office here that's dedicated to, to everything work related so that I can just like hone in and just do what I need to do. Um, but yeah, like we, we, I'm in the same boat. I actually just recently went back into the office. There's there, I'm going back to doing work around other people, but we're, our desks are really far apart from one another. Like we're probably more than six feet apart from one another. So I'm, I'm a different case, but you know, everyone's different. And you know, those are very good tips too, to help out those of entrepreneurs that are at home working in those different spaces and things like that to kind of keep their, keep their own sanity going. <laughs> I can yeah, only imagine yeah. what's going on with people. Uh, so we're kind of finishing up and we're wrapping up here. Uh, there's a lot that I kind of want to just uh, ask you kind of to go over really quickly. How does one, you know, what's your, I guess, my big question is what's your ultimate wish for someone who starts off using your app and what's kind of like your ultimate wish for someone who, you know, just uses it to its fullest. Yeah. You know, I would say, I just want people to have a good, confident experience on dating. Um, when I was dating on dating apps, I didn't feel that. Uh, and I'd come out of a relationship. And so to kind of be in a situation where people are unresponsive and they, it feels like they don't really like you, it, it's a sucky feeling. Yeah. And I don't want people to feel like that. I want people to feel like, hey, this person's re responding to me. They're interested. Uh, and, and I don't want people to like always have this constant feeling of like, oh, I'm going to get ghosted by this person. And so yeah, for sure. um, you know, that, that's really what I'm trying to, to create. So if you're if you're downloading Flutter, if you're using Flutter, um, you know, be, be responsive, be attentive. Um, mm -hmm. the, the biggest piece of advice my mom ever gave me when going on dates is listen and be attentive and, and hear what they have to say. And, and, um, and that's, what's going to make you a good date. And I think that that should translate to dating online as well. So, awesome. um, that's, that's my ask for all you future flutter users. Boom. Uh, so like towards the end, we usually kick it to you to kind of promote yourself, uh, let everyone know where they can find you online, all the social media names. So I'm going to let you take it away. Go right ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, social media, we are Flutter Dating is the handle on everything. We actually have a really awesome TikTok. We have over 100,000 followers on it. Oh, wow. That's awesome. There. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great channel. It's run by um, uh, you know one of our employees, Ari, who's who runs all of our social media. She's really great. A Good lot of really that. great uh, dating tips, um, relationship advice. 
Nice. Uh, and then we uh, have a website, flutterdating.com. You can find ways to, to download the app. We have a couple blog posts there. Yeah. Um, we, we're only on iOS right now. Um, sorry for all you Android users. We're working <laughs> on it. Um, but we are, yeah, we're on, we're on the app yeah. store. And so uh, go check us out, flutterdating.com, um, at mm-hmm. flutterdating for all of our social handles. Do you have a timeline for that Android version? Yeah, we'll probably say early 2021 is what we're aiming for. Nice. Um, all right. Yeah. Just I'm just letting everyone know, giving them the heads up. Uh, so yep. before we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So all of our social media handles is under Finding Arizona Podcast. So if you want to go check out anything like our blog or our newsletter, please go do so. And last but not least, we do have a Patreon where you can sign up for one of our tiers to help us out and you'll get some bonus content in return. Hopefully I can conti- uh, ask Clay here uh, and get him to join in on one of those extra bonus podcasts called fine examination 50 questions where we fill up with fun with our guests of the week and so you can only catch that at patreon.com slash finding arizona podcast with that we say goodbye to clay of uh, flutter app and uh, thank you so much for coming in would you like to say goodbye to everyone yeah thanks uh, th- thanks for having me Jose. see you later everyone uh, awesome. being here. thank you very much and we will see you on the next one thank you guys